Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with Mr. Jeff Perry. What's I, up, Jeff? I like that intro. Yeah, it's That's like I'm a UFC fighter. I feel like a USC fighter today. You don't look like one. I could take you down. You couldn't take shit down. <laughs> you couldn't take me down if I was a slippery turd on a hill <laughs> and you had a bucket of water. <laughs> What's up, everybody? So... Uh, anyways, now that we've had a little bit of fun, now we're down to the serious stuff. We got to talk about the real shit. No, just kidding. So today I want to talk about something that we all take for granted, and that's today. You know, every it, it, it's so funny to say that because every single one of us woke up this morning with something other than our mind, other than the gratitude of the fact that we woke up this morning. And I'm not saying all of us, but a lot of us that listen to this podcast, a lot of us that record this podcast, mm-hmm. and some of us that are actually talking right now. Woke up this morning and said, (laughs) you just talked. That's you too. But we woke up this morning and was like, okay, I'm here. What do I have to do for the day? And forgot about the fact that we were grateful that we woke up this morning. You know, what triggered this thought and what triggered this podcast is something very basic and very simple, something that a lot of us don't think about. You know, we get on a plane. We take a trip somewhere. We get to that place and we get off the plane and we bitch about the delays and we complain about the food and the Wi-Fi doesn't work and the seats are too small and, and the seatbelts keep shrinking. Why are these seatbelts getting smaller? They're not, jackass. You're getting fatter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why are drinks $8 a piece? They're not. If you make I friends. I smell a funny smell. <laughs> yeah. If you make friends with the people that serve the drinks, they're not 8 bucks a piece. They're actually free. But – You know, a a troubling thing happened when Jeff and I traveled to Plano or Dallas-Fort Worth is the airport we were going to. You know, there's a gentleman on the plane. I'm sitting there. I'm listening to my audio book. I'm jamming out. And I hit Alex on the shoulder. I got, dude. Yeah, he touched me. He's like, what? And he takes his his headphones off him. He's like, what? I'm like, this dude ain't doing so good. Yeah. He pointed up the aisle. Yeah, and, and, and immediately I'm like, what is he talking about? And it took me a second to scan the area to see what was going on because I was minding my own business, you know? I mean, and, and I see this guy, and he's white-haired gentleman. He's mm-hmm. probably in his late fifties, early sixties, I would guess. Yeah, and you could just see it. His face was whitewashed. It was as white as the shirt that Jeff's not wearing right now. And I have a shirt on. Oh yeah. And the guy collapses, you know, and and that sends just panic right by our chair. Yeah, I mean, like this, literally right on us. So he got up like he, he four made it, rows, five rows ahead of us. Way. Yeah, he yeah. made it a little ways, and then he just collapsed. So he went down, and luckily there was a combat medic that was on board, mm-hmm. and there was no, another gentleman that helped him, and they they picked him up, and they shuffled him to the back. They brought him some oxygen. He did a couple things. They asked about diabetic strips. Because they, they didn't know if it was a diabetic situation, if the gentleman was a diabetic or not. I don't think anybody knew for sure. And I overheard them saying something about potential heart conditions. You know, he didn't have any previous heart conditions, but, uh, you know, it could have been something heart related. We talk about that and we, we got rediverted. Mm-hmm. Rediverted. After we got diverted. I mean, it took a little while. Well, we got to the airport at, <clears throat> let's see, I picked you up at five. Four, we were at the airport five. at five o'clock. We were at our gate. Plane was supposed to take off at eight fifty or something like that. No, and then it got and then it got bumped again. Yes. So, anyways, we we're in the air and it's one o'clock at this point, and we get diverted to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And the only way I knew we were in Arkansas is when the paramedics got on board the plane. I looked at their patches on their arms and it said Little Rock. And so I was like, we really got to get out of here because this place is dangerous. It's Little Rock, dude. Have you ever seen that movie, Banging in Little Rock? No, but I've been stuck in Little Rock before. Yeah, it's not a good place to be stuck. And it's not a bad place. Um, 
But, you know, there was a delay there, and obviously he was doing better. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, he, he was knew coherent, what was going on. Yeah, he was coherent. He knew what was going on, you know, and and I'm thankful for that. You know, I, I could look at it, oh, man, this whole trip was ruined. We got delayed. We got put in Little Rock. But there was a man that had the potential of dying on that plane and dying on that plane alone. And did you notice the, the difference in the – uh, atmosphere and attitude. As soon yeah, as people was noticed that he positive. collapsed and it was real, like something yeah. really happened, went down. There were truly people that looked concerned, and it got quiet. There were a lot of people joking and making a bunch of noise before Dude, that. We had we had probably twenty five high school kids behind us. We did remember because there was a group of kids that were going to Belize. Belize. Yeah, and and they were. I mean, even they got quiet. Mm-hmm. Even the, their teacher was like, "There's some things we joke around about, and there's sometimes we don't joke." And yeah, this I think is it, one of I those times it brought we don't. some reality in a lot of people's minds real quick because we're up in the air, and there's an emergency. Typically, you don't run into that kind of a situation where you see somebody actually collapse, and is this person's soul, you know, going to be leaving soon, or what's going on? Well, and that's the thing you don't realize that, and plus you don't realize. I mean, the guys that were flying that plane we were in. They're badass. Mm-hmm. They need like a raise because we came in hot. Yes, I mean, we did. We we that I say we like I was sitting there holding a joystick in my hand. They brought that plane down quick. It might and, have been. And even if you know, even the thought of hey, they brought it down quick, it still took a lot of time to get on the ground. You know, it was probably thirty minutes after the event started that the plane was actually landed. Yeah. You know, and that's that's life ticking time, mm-hmm. you know, but they had nowhere else they could land that big of a plane. Well, and then they have to make all these decisions. I mean, is it truly a medical emergency? Is the guy just sick? Is he overheated? Right. You know, what's the true situation going on? We have well, a medic looking at him and seeing what's going on. Yeah, that's the good thing about having that combat medic on there. He's used to seeing so you know such a variety of things that he's able to identify In that high here's stress our triggers. Situations. Yeah, high stress, tight quarters, you know, he's he's sitting there working on the guy. So you know, that brings us to, to the point, it, it could have been a big fuss. We could have been not being grateful for, you know, the guy's health and everything else, but that wasn't the case. You know, and, and my point with this is things can happen at a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. I could wake up one morning and die of a stroke, a heart attack, anything like that. I could not wake up one morning. I could go out, get in my car, go halfway down the road and get T-boned by a semi, and it could be the last day on earth. And the things you have to think about are – very specific. You know, how do you want to leave your life if you were to leave it today? Do you want to leave it in an argument? Do you want to walk out the door yelling at your spouse and getting in the car and yelling at your children and then have that be the last day and the last thing they remember? You know, you have to be grateful for the people around you, and that's the thing that we never know. And it's never guaranteed. You know, anything can happen. You can be the most in shape person in the world and turn around and, and die of a heart attack. And wouldn't it truly be amazing to live your your day each day like it was your last day. Well, and how cool would that be? Yeah, but how cool would that be to be able to actually live your life like it was your last day? Because realistically, it could be. I would do some crazy if if it was realistically. I mean, it's realistic as you. You're absolutely correct. You're 100 percent. We just don't. We just don't think that. But if doctors were like, "Bro, you're gonna die tomorrow," Mm -hmm. I'd be like, "Bro, we're going skydiving. We're gonna." Shoot guns out of a movie. Well, yeah, there's a song like that. Like, you know, Tim McGraw exactly. has that Live Like You're Dying song. Right. I mean, I went skydiving, rode a bull. I mean, all these things. It, it, you may not be able to do these things, obviously, on a day-to-day basis, but how are you going to live your, your best day each day, the best that you can, and, and be in that mindset every day? Well, it's, it's living worry-free to some degree. 
you know, you and I were talking about this on the way here. Well, yeah, you and I are both preparers and stressors on certain things. Right, right. We're like doomsday preppers without the doomsday. Right. You know? Right. And it's always bottling stuff and making sure we got this figured out and that figured out and being very methodical about certain things and stressing things. And, and you and I talked about this on the way here. You know, sometimes, yeah, you may have some, a nice truck, for example. We were mm-hmm. talking about your truck. And having something nice like that and how, oh, you should have just did this instead. But you, you got to live your life. You got to be happy. You got to enjoy things. The things you have, enjoy them, whether it's family, friends, if you're by yourself, maybe it's, you know, a hobby that you have, whatever it may be, you have to find joy into something. It's so easy and, to find and, and misery. And it has to be joy, like you said, because, you know. Like true joy. Well, yeah, because like you know me. Joy. With me, you know, a lot of y'all don't know this and some of you do, is I have to make sure everything is absolutely perfect. perfect. And unfortunately, that's perfect. kind of a curse in a way because it, is. it consumes me. So. Instead of really enjoying the item or the thing, it kind of consumes me in a way. Now, you said, and not to get super religious because obviously this isn't a religious platform, but you said there's something in the Bible where you don't live through, what is it, monetary things or idols or something like that? You don't serve idols. You don't serve idols. And and, and that doesn't necessarily mean you know anything with religion either. But when you start to serve possessions and things, um, and what I mean by that is I'll spend three hours – washing and waxing my truck when I really don't need to. It's pretty clean and waste an entire Saturday on it versus going out and enjoying life. Right. And just having a dirty truck and calling it what it is. And there's a border. There's a line where you're taking care of your things, Mm -hmm. which is to be expected. I mean, if you got a house and you're like, I'm just going to let it go. It's going to turn to shit, and you're not going to be able to enjoy it because it's going to fall apart. Yep. But on the flip side, if you spend all your time servicing that thing, you don't get a chance to enjoy the purpose of having that thing. Correct. You know, when you walk, like your house is a museum. My house, opposite. My house is like a KB toy store that got blown through by the Tasmanian it's devil. It's not that bad. It is it's that bad. Not. You think it is. But see, my children can destroy that house. You saw it. You came in the morning. It was pretty clean, and all Dude, of a sudden, boom, it was like. Literally, we're oh. sitting there working, and we turn around, and all I mean, cushions are and off I don't the mean couch. just one. All of the cushions are off the couch. Yes, on the middle of the floor with the pillows and Cheetos on the floor. Yes, you know what Rowan did. So here's what she did last night. She stacks up the the pillows and everything, and she stacks it up. You know, there's that little corner that's by the window mm-hmm. in the fireplace in my house. Yep. She stacks it all up there, and she pulls over the picnic bench they have in the living room. Mm-hmm. And yes, I have a picnic bench in my living it's room. It's small. It's a small little tykes one. That's where they I eat. I can sit at it. Yeah, no, you can't. Your feet wouldn't touch the ground. <laughs> but they, I say, Ron, what are you doing? She said, I'm going to jump, Daddy. I said, you're not going to jump over there because you will jump your ass out that window if you miss that little two-foot section mm-hmm. you plan on jumping through. You know, it's, it's just watching little things like that, but allowing her to have fun, you know. That I said, you can't jump there, but you can jump over here. So she moved the pillows, and she jumped. Literally, she climbs up on this table, and she jumps mm-hmm. and jumps into the pillows. And guess what? At that age, they don't know any different. They don't stress, it, what am I going to drink tonight for milk? You know, um, How am I going to pay the electric bill? How am I going to do this? How am I gonna? They don't stress that. They're worried about what's going on then and there, and they're enjoying life the best they can. And us as adults are the ones that hinder that. You know, we're the ones that create the restrictions and cause the problems to not allow kids to live the life they want to live. You know, and as we grow older, reality starts to set in. And it's not like somebody is like, hey, dude, you can't live like that. You have to now go to work. Reality just says, hey, if you want shit, you got to work. You go through enough experiences in life, you realize, okay, the stove's hot. I don't want to put my hand on it. Okay, wait, the the handle on the pot gets hot if there's an uncovered pot and it's boiling over. I mean, you learn these things and you become pragmatic. But there's a difference between being pragmatic 
to and and also not enjoying your life. Um, you know, to the extent like myself. I mean, I'll be a perfect example. I'll admit it. It's I don't enjoy things as much as I should because I'm so worried about keeping everything perfect. Right. Well, and that's the thing. You you can't necessarily worry about keeping everything perfect. You have to enjoy the life. You have to enjoy your life that you're currently living in. And so many of us go day to day and we forget about those little treasures, the things that created the happiness. You know, one of my goals this year was to spend at least an hour a night with the kids uninterrupted. No cell phones, no anything like that, setting my business aside because I found that I was working more than I was working on my family. I was working more at my business than I was with my family. And so, and that creates a problem. You know, why would I go to work every day if I I didn't have all that? You know, it doesn't make sense. I I guess you would still want to be successful, but ultimately at the end of the day, I go to work to make sure my family can thrive and survive and do things like go to school and have nice clothes. And they don't even have to have nice clothes, just clothes in general, you know? And so all of it's a choice, but we need to make sure that that we find that balance, that we enjoy life. Because I've heard far too many people say, you know, and, and I hear this a lot. People say, my dad, he was an awesome dad. He was great at everything he did, but he never got to spend time with his family. He always worked. That's all he ever did is he worked all the time. It's like the did. Mary Poppins. Who's Mary Poppins? The show or the TV, the, not TV, the movie, Mary Poppins. You know uh-huh. how the, the, the dad did his thing where he was, um, you know, always working at the bank and always working at the bank and was never around and obviously got a nanny and it was Mary Poppins. And the whole thing came to the end where the dad finally had to realize that he was missing his children growing up. Right. Well, and and that's the thing, you know, they get to a point where you, you realize that, Hey, I'm doing too much. You know, who am I satisfying? Am I doing this to make a living for myself and to provide for my family, or am I doing this for a status? Am I doing this and becoming in debt for to other people for my time, or am I doing this for my family? You know, and I I have to take time and stop and think about that. Everything's always bells and whistles on Facebook. Everybody gets on Facebook and they're like, oh my God, everyone's got this great life. And everything seems great until you start What's digging. Facebook? Facebook, the book of the face. <laughs> you don't know, Zuckerberg? Damn, where you been? <laughs> no, but you know, it's 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 just going out there. You, you got to remember why you're doing things. You know, work your ass off, do what you got to do, be the best at what you you are doing. And and Andrew Paul, buddy of mine, he says it the best. You want to be where you're at. Uh, well, maybe that's not how he said it. Maybe I adapted it a little bit. To he said it. it better than you. He did say it better than <laughs> me. Something about being a badass. You know, they could say it better. But no, you need to be where you're at. So. If I'm at work, I need to be 100% at work. I don't need to be worrying about the problems at home or the blown motor in the car or the not blown motor in the car. Yeah, you can't be two places at once. In order to accomplish anything, you've got to be there, and it's very difficult to do. Obviously, this is something we've heard in sales for years. Leave your problems at the door door. and come in and and put a smile on and smile and sell, sell, sell. Um, But, you know – it's Ulti- hard to do that. It is, it, but ultimately really hard. to accomplish something, they do have a point. You actually have to put yourself there and take yourself out of the situations. You've told me this before when my mom was passing away. Yeah. Look, dude, you're like, you've got to just put that on the back. I know you, you know, that's happening, but you've got to focus because it's going to be worse if you don't have money and your mom is passing away. Yep. I mean, that's that's definitely it. And you know, the other thing is I used to have this this sales manager. I sold cars for a little bit at Tom Bannon Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. 
And great dealership, great sales staff there, some really good people. One of the things, guy that was named Freddie, he was the finance manager. Steady Freddie. Steady Freddie. No, Freddie was a badass dude. This guy was a closer. And I was just a young green pea in the car industry. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't, it was very short lived. I was okay at best at it. But I was having relationship problems and everything else. One thing he said, he's like, dude, he's like, you got to leave that stuff there because it's okay if your girlfriend's upset with you, but you're here and now you're going to have your boss upset with you. Your clients are going to be upset with you and you're going to be upset with yourself and you can't pay your bills because you're not focused on doing the things that brought you here in the first place, which is work. Freddie was right. Freddie was 100% right. And that's a lesson that I'll always take with me. You know, the guy had a very – he had a big impact on my life for a very short period of time. He Mm -hmm. said something that still resonates with me. To this day. And you know, and I know, I come in sometimes, and you can read it on my face. I've had a stressful morning. I stay but, in my cave. Yes, you stay in your cave because you know what happens. The dragon's fucking, he's walking Fire around will go down me. the hole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd say fire would go down the hole. <laughs> we don't want fire <laughs> in any holes. <laughs> Hot chicken, no. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just... I come in and what happens, you know, give me 15 minutes or so and I adapt and I overcome and boom, we're back to business. And it's really about being where you're at. And I don't even know if Andrew said it that good. I almost think I said it better than he did. I'm going to have to call him and ask him that. But it's, it's being where you're at for that point. And, and we forget a lot of times because it's really easy for us to get up, go to work and change our, our mentality, work the full day and then get home and take that work with us. And so it's also when you get home and I'm around the kids, you know, I need to be there with the kids mentally. If I'm on vacation, I need to mentally be there on vacation, enjoying the whole reason why I'm there. Yeah. You know? Or what, like when you buy a house, you want to get a home inspection because what happens Dave there? Dave Ganatra, Mr. Home Inspect. Wow, So dude. you can enjoy your house. That was a that was actually a really, really good shoe, and I like that. It's my number two. That's number two for the day. I'm I'm totally digging that. Because we do have to be grateful for people like Dave Ganatra and House on the Rock Home Inspection. These people do a ton for homeowners in our community. They make sure your investment's protected. Yeah. Right? They make sure your investment's protected. I was hoping you would kick in on that point, but I just looked at you and you're like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be right now. No, <laughs> I was landing the plane in my brain. Right. And and I was thinking of all the wonderful things that come with a home inspection. Yes, all the wonderful things. So be sure to reach out to them, 615-717-7900. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. You will not regret doing the things you have to do, most of all. It allows you to live your life. And enjoy your new home. It allows somebody else. It delegates that duty to somebody else for them to do what needs to be done so you don't have to. So, yes. Any closing thoughts? Anything like that? No. Let's you know try, try and be in the moment. Uh, try and be where you're at and do the best you do can. Do something crazy. Do something fun. Not no, no, crazy. No, 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 no. Not no, don't crazy. Don't listen to him. No, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying crazy. Like, don't go out and be like, dude, I've always wanted to jump off a nine-foot or nine-story building just to see if I could – Hit the ground with a squirrel suit on. Right. Don't do anything (laughs) like that, but do something, you know, push a little bit. Go out there and and if you're working your ass off, go out there and do something fun with your family. You know, go take a vacation. If you've worked 365 days, go out there and take a five day vacation. That's something you tell me to do all the time, too. You don't do it. You know know what he does? He calls me on the weekend and goes, What are you doing? You're cleaning, aren't you? I'm like, Because you don't do anything. No, I'm organizing. And then I'm going to Sam's Club. But he's right. 
do something. Go out there. I'm actually going to force myself to take a little weekend trip soon. But the to bad Gallenberg thing is, is Pigeon to, Forge. You have to force yourself. You're going out there with some girl, aren't you? I don't know yet, but I definitely was it a guy. No, <laughs> but but you're right. You've got to do be a something. lot of wood getting you, tossed around in there. <laughs> you got to do it, and you got to no, not that part. Um, you've got to actually. Go oh, so and, now we now we know about a new girl. So if you're listening to this, we don't. No, there's no new girl. Oh, is it an old girl? No, there's no there's no girl. Period. Yet, oh. I'm just saying I'm going to force myself. Is it? Is it Pamela Sanders or Handleless? What's the Pamela Henderson? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. From school. I can't believe I remember that. Just is now. your favorite baseball team the Yankees? <laughs> no, um, but yeah, you know, be in the moment, enjoy yourself, do something. But when you're there, do it. Like you said, um, be in the moment. Yeah, I like that. I love it. So. Actually, we're going to title this podcast Be in the Moment. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope that you have an incredible kickoff to your week. Keep me in your thoughts. About to have some crazy times over the next ah. 24 hours. So mm, we hope these kids fly well. Suitcases are kind of small, though. They should fit just fine. Don't so. throw them. They're not going to fly. Anyways, <laughs> whatever. We'll talk to you soon.